These indeed are the prophecies which were made when the editor and manager of the newspaper Shubjinta crossed all limits in abusing me, and God revealed to me that their end was imminent. Most of those revelations were published in the newspapers Badr and Al-Hakam. Then arrived the hour of retribution for these unfortunate ones, and they were three in number. First was Sumraj, the second was Icharchand, and the third was Bhagadram. Divine wrath made short work of them within the matter of three days, and all three died of the plague. Their offspring and their families also received their share of retribution. For instance, Sumraj did not die until he had seen his dear children die of the plague. Such is the punishment for mischief and impudence. Notwithstanding, I still cannot believe that the rest of their ilk, who are living in Kadian, will desist from their mischief. On account of their abuse and blasphemy, the souls of the chosen prophets, Islam, are crying before the all-powerful God. Without doubt, these holy souls do have such position of honor that the jealousy of God should flare up for their sake. Therefore, know for sure that these people are planting the seed of their destruction with their own hands. Remember, those who are evil-natured people can never prosper. How can a tree which is dried up as well as poisonous ever deserve to be protected? On the contrary, it shall in fact be the first to be hewn down. Further, do not think that the death of these three persons from the plague constitutes only a single sign. Rather, it constitutes three signs. For my part, I now wait to see who will succeed them in Kadian, and similarly proclaim in newspapers that this person, that is myself, is a pretender and a liar, and that he has witnessed no heavenly sign concerning me. O Ariyaz of Kadian, fear the wrath of God. Do not be ever ready to lie. God can decimate the unjust and the insolent in a single moment. Had the grand signs that you have seen ever been witnessed by an Ariyav goodly dispositions, he would have accepted them. Is there a human being who can predict that after the days of his anonymity and helplessness, a time would come when hundreds of thousands of human beings would become his followers, and that the machinations of his enemies will not be able to avert the fulfillment of the prophecy? Moreover, who can predict when he has nothing that a time would come when a whole world would turn to him with gifts and wealth of all kinds, and that God would instill the desire to help him in their hearts with the utmost sincerity and fidelity, and to be sacrificed in his path? Therefore, O Ariyaz, you are only too well aware that during the days of my anonymity and poverty, God disclosed this same news to me in Brahin Ahmadiyya, which I am now writing, also addressing me God had said, The world shall flock to you from every direction. Hundreds of thousands of humans shall come to serve you. People will come in such immense numbers that you might get tired of meeting them and become impolite. Roads will develop ruts under the stress of their traffic, and a whole world will turn towards you. The enemies will exert themselves to prevent it, but God will fulfill his promise. You were the first witnesses of this prophecy, but you withheld the testimony all too knowingly. O oh, fearless and hard-hearted people, have you not read this grand prophecy in Brahina Ahmadiyya? Are you not witnesses to the fact that these prophecies really belong to a time when human reason could not envisage that something like this could ever occur? Can you say that any human being passing through such a time of obscurity could make such a prophecy? If there is any such president in the world, then do present it. Otherwise, be sure that the argument of God has been completed against you. You cannot flee from it anywhere. 
Anyone who treats a sign of God with disrespect is inherently dishonorable of the first degree and possesses an unholy nature. He does not die until he witnesses another awe-striking sign of wrath. Therefore shed your audacity, lest the wrath of God descend upon you and leave you totally decimated. The all-powerful God can never be fatigued by man. I perceive that he shall show yet another sign, for the world has not so far acknowledged his signs, but has instead ridiculed them. Strange indeed is the plight of the earth, it is as if it is dead. No one looks with the eyes of righteousness as to how much the truth has been manifested. Rather, they are inclined towards rejection and do not benefit at all from the signs of God. Everyone is content with fables, which people prefer to be bright signs of God. I can see that these characteristics of the present-day world are worthy of rejection. It is not known what is about to happen, as the hearts have hardened, the eyes have been blinded, and the fear of God has disappeared. But my God has informed me that there will yet be other sign akin to the day of resurrection. I wish that people could understand and thus be saved from the forthcoming chastisement. God said that, that is, another doomsday occurred, meaning shall occur. It was April 27, 1907, when the above revelation was received. Having witnessed the sign, how long will you go on denying? Remember upon the liars another doomsday is bound to appear. What is this habit of yours? Why do you withhold true evidence? O insolent one, one of these days disgrace is bound to appear. O ignorant ones, your tricks can never harm me. I will emerge safely, even if I am put into fire. If you yet possess anything of religion, avert what I predict. That honor for me and rebuke for you is bound to appear. You have indulged in tall talk while concealing the truth, but remember this, one day regret is bound to appear. God will disgrace you, whereas I shall be granted honor. Hearken, O oh disbelievers, this miracle is bound to appear. God will manifest a sign, awe-striking and stunning, and from this sign the planting of firm faith within hearts is bound to appear. The holy servants of God always prevail over others. This sign from God is about to appear for my sake. Two hundred and second sign. Sayyid Nasir Shah, overseer, a friend of mine was disturbed and upset as he had been transferred to Gilgit. He could not bear the intensity and hardship of the journey. Eventually he procured leave from his work and came to me requesting prayers, hoping he might be posted to Jammu and may not need to go to Gilgit. This appeared impossible for he had already been transferred to Gilgit. He was therefore extremely upset. I also prayed for the glory of Islam. I continued praying during the Tahajjud prayer. Then after a slight drowsiness, God informed me that all the prayers, including the prayer for the strength and glory of Islam, had been accepted. Hence, in this way, I was informed that Sayyid Nasir Shah's transfer had been delayed. I was very happy that God had accepted my supplication for him. I was also content, since the major signs of grace and mercy are that he accepts our prayers. I, therefore, informed him at once that my supplication regarding him had been accepted. Later, on the third or fourth day after this, he was informed by an official of the state that his transfer had been put off. At this he took leave of me after a few days and left for Jammu. From Jammu he wrote the letter which is reproduced below and is as follows. Letter of Sayyid Nasir Shah 
To His Exalted Holiness, my spiritual guide and master, the promised Messiah and promised Mahdi, may Allah keep your benign shade always over us. Peace be upon you and Allah's mercy and His blessings. I submit my congratulations to Your Holiness. I have been posted to Jammu 1st Subdivision and the orders have been issued. Now I will not have to travel to Gilgit. All praise belongs to Allah, Lord of all the worlds. He granted the prayer of Your Holiness and delivered me from this long and arduous journey. Your eminence for this humble one, this great miracle has been shown. My beloved Messiah and Mahdi, may my life and wealth be sacrificed for you. I am all the more pleased that Huzur's revelation has been fulfilled, that the prayers that have been granted today include the strength and glory of Islam. Huzur had told me that among other prayers was the one that my transfer to Gilgit might be held in abeyance and that I might be posted to Jammu, about the acceptance of which I have now been informed. Allah be thanked that it has happened in accordance with what God had said. Praise be to Allah. Praise be to Allah. Yours sincerely, Sayyid Nasir Shah, Overseer, Subdivisional Officer Jammu, April 11th, 1907. 203rd sign. A few days before April 13, 1907, I received the following revelation. As a result, it was published beforehand in the two newspapers, Badr and Al-Hakam. The meaning of this revelation was... I will cause the days of the earthquakes to return. After this, an earthquake hit the Punjab, the news of which I received from Khairabad, district Peshawar. It was a devastating earthquake, a sample of doomsday. I also received the news about the earthquake from Lawrenceburg and many other places, and many friends wrote letters to me. News of this was also published in the Civil and Military Gazette. Later, it was learned through the English newspapers, that America and parts of Europe had also been shaken by three terrifying earthquakes after the revelation, resulting in the destruction of a number of cities. Since the prophecy is general in its implication, it is understood that this will not be the end of it all. Rather, many more earthquakes will happen, for God says, The time has come that I shall once again shake the earth with earthquakes. Therefore, do wait for these earthquakes. Decrees of God cannot be averted. 204th sign. Mavi Abdul Majid, a resident of Delhi, after referring to me in his book Bayanun Linas, challenged me and prayed against me by means of a mubahila, saying that the one who lied should die in the lifetime of the one who is truthful. Hence, he suddenly died within my lifetime. This indeed is worth taking a lesson from. 205th sign. Again, another person named Abul Hassan wrote a book titled Bijli Asmani Bar Sare Dajjal Kadiani, Heavenly Lightning on the Head of the Dajjal of Kadian, in refutation of my claim. Footnote start. His name is Muhammad John alias Malvi Muhammad Abul Hassan, compiler of a commentary of Sahih Bukhari known as Fadul Bari, resident of Banj Garan, Tehsil Pasrul, District Sialkot. It was quite well known in this district. On page 3, lines 17 to 18 of his book Bijli Asmani, he says in the form of a couplet, I pray that God Almighty may uproot the Mirza totally so that nothing remains of him and he dies. Then on page 100, line 15 of this book, promising to bring out the second part of his book Bijli Asmani, he writes this couplet about me, meaning that, this false prophet has undermined the dignity of true prophets. In the second part of the book, you will read about my reply to him. 
But this poor unfortunate Malvi had not yet finished the second part of his book Bijli Asmani when he was hit by another kind of lightning, the lightning of the plague. For nineteen days he remained at death's door. Eventually he died in agonizing pain. Thus on page 100, line 19, this Malvi prophesies against me writing, meaning, Hasten to repent, for your death is nigh. O heedless one, you will die in a day or two and depart from this world. Perhaps it was a revelation or a dream of the Malvi Sahib, but two years ago he himself died of the plague. The eyewitnesses report that he continued to suffer from the plague for as long as 19 days. He kept screaming and died an extremely painful death. Then on page 107 of the same book, Bijli Asmani, Malvi Sahib writes the following couplets by way of prophecy, meaning that without doubt, Mirza will die and I will be victorious. Again on page 107 he writes a couplet to the effect that I had prophesied the spread of the plague which proved false. What the Malvi Sahib did not know was that he himself would die of that very plague. Strange are the ways of God Almighty's providence and that he himself was targeted by heavenly lightning. Footnote end. In numerous places, the book contains a prayer against the one who lied. Imagining my death, he wrote in a dirge chorus as if I had died, and he was writing the dirge after my supposed death. The end result was that this Malvi himself died from the plague after the publication of the book. Again, another person named Abul Hassan Abdul Karim published the second edition of this book. He too died during the present epidemic of the plague. I wonder why, despite all these signs, no one cares to reflect how someone who is accompanied by such succor of God can be a liar. O reader of this book, be fearful of God and read this book once from beginning to end, and pray to the All-Powerful One that He may open your heart to the truth and never despair of the mercy of God. Be brave and look how we have prospered, and note that the help of the glorious God is with us. It is cowardice to raise objections without making proper investigation. Test us and watch how we prosper in the end. My dear one, it is inappropriate to hastily cast doubts against the servants of the gracious God. What was the end of those who cast doubts upon the exalted ones in the past? Shed the belief from your hearts that it is not proper to accept unless and until the literal fulfillment of all these signs about the coming of the promised Messiah and Mahdi which you entertain only on the basis of doubtful reports. This belief resembles the belief of those Jews who neither accepted Hazrat Isa nor the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, because, on the basis of some of their own reports, they had imagined that certain signs had not been fulfilled. Hence, do you envision that your imaginary signs will be fulfilled? No, not at all. On the other hand, such prophecies contain a hidden trial. God tries you to see whether you view his signs with honor or not. How can all reports be true? Many false reports get commingled. Therefore, to place total reliance upon them is a dangerous matter. Footnote start. 206th sign. I had finished the sign number 205 when I discovered another treatise, which raised the number of signs to 206. The name of this treatise is Dura Muhammadi, and the name of its author is Amdad Ali. This person has written this couplet about me on page 7 of his book. It means, May God cause this person to die quickly. Then on page 8 he writes about me, The curse of Allah be upon the liars. Then he promises to compose a second part of the book. He had not yet composed the second part when he was seized by the plague, such that he would bite his own flesh with his teeth. In the end he died in this very state. 
These are the Mavis who hold me to be a liar, so take a lesson, O ye who have eyes. Footnote N. Pray tell, in the case of which prophet will all the signs fulfilled that the earlier people had established? Therefore fear God and do not reject the one sent by God, like the former disbelievers, with the plea that all the conditions that you had predetermined had not been fulfilled. Remember with certainty that no one has been granted all their listed and ostensible signs for an ordained prophet. This is why they stumbled and landed in hell. Otherwise, it is not part of human nature to refuse after witnessing all the ostensible signs. Certain phenomena pose a potential obstacle on account of which an unlucky person falters. The Jews thought that the Messiah who was to come would appear in the form of a king, and preceding him the prophet Elias, Elijah, would once again descend from the heavens. This is why they have failed to accept Hazrat Isa until now, because neither did the prophet Elias descend before him, nor did Isa ever become a king. Of course, an attempt was made, but it was unsuccessful. Again, about our own holy prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, Jewish scholars, and indeed all their prophets, held this very belief that the prophet of the latter days would come from among the children of Israel, but it did not happen as they expected. This prophet, on the contrary, was born from among the children of Ismail, Ishmael. As a consequence, hundreds of thousands of Jews were deprived of the honor of accepting him. Had God so desired, he could have described the signs in such graphic details as to obviate any chance of the Jews erring. Since there was no such clarification in the case of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, how could it then be done for anyone else? Therefore, remember, such prophecies also imply a kind of trial. Those who are gifted with rational thought are not destroyed during such a trial. They treat such reports or legends as a mere heap of conjectures, and also believe that even if a report or story is authentic, it is vulnerable to misinterpretation. Hence, their sole criterion for the recognition of truth is the help and support of God and His signs and testimonies. To them, whatever of the signs reported in the traditions that have been manifested is sufficient, and they reject the rest of the stories and discard them as worthless things. This was the criterion adopted by the right-minded Jews who became Muslims. This alone has been the way of the truthful. If the righteous and God-fearing had not followed this path, not a single Jew or Christian could have ever come to believe in the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Nor would any Jew have accepted Hazrat Isa. Many Jews live in this country. Ask them why they have not believed in Hazrat Isa and the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. After all, they are not mad. They must have an excuse upon which they rely. Remember, their invariable answer will be that the signs written in their traditions and records had not been fulfilled. Therefore, by holding fast to this impertinence, they landed themselves in hell and go on being so condemned. Now that it has been established that insisting on the total fulfillment of all the reported signs as a condition precedent to faith is a path to hell, the result of which hundreds of thousands of Jews landed themselves into hell, then why do you wish to take this path? A believer should learn a lesson from the plight of others. Does it surprise you that you too might be facing the same trial as God caused the Jews to face? Allah the Almighty says, I am Allah, the All-Knowing. Do men think that they will be left alone because they say we believe and that they will not be tested? 
Suralan Kabut, chapter 29, verse 2 to 3 of the Holy Quran. Know for certain that this whole enterprise is from God and not of man. Therefore, be the first to accept. Do not quarrel with God as to why he did this in this way. If you examine righteously, you will realize that the way you are holding fast to the contrary reports is not incumbent upon you on the basis of reason and justice. It is all a collection of conjectures which is susceptible of being untrue and also stands in need of interpretation. Therefore, have mercy on yourselves. Why do you disregard what is certainly true? Can a conjecture ever be equal to certainty? It is not possible that the traditions you believe to be authentic are untrue or perhaps have a different interpretation? Can you not be confronted by the same predicament as was faced by the Jews by their insistence upon the fulfillment of all the signs as they understood them? Therefore, try to benefit from their mistakes. Remember no in Remember, no unequivocal verse of the Holy Quran proves that Hazrat Isa is sitting in the heavens alive. On the contrary, it is his death which is so positively established. Therefore, why do you claim he is alive whom the Holy Quran declares to be dead? Of course the prophets are alive in heaven, but they are all alive in the same way. Isa is not invested with any unique life of his own, and most of all, our holy prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is invested with the heavenly life more blessed than anyone else. Read Surah Nur diligently. You will find that all future successors of the holy prophet وسلم, will be raised from among this very ummah. Does tradition not testify that even Jews will be born in this very ummah? Why do you wonder then if the promised Messiah too is raised from among the same Ummah? When did I ever desire to be the promised Messiah? If I had any aspiration to this effect, why would I have recorded Brahina Ahmadiyya on the basis of my earlier belief that the Messiah would descend from the heavens despite the fact that in that very same book God had named me Esau? So you can very well understand that I had not given up my earlier belief until God made me give it up on account of shining signs and unequivocal revelations. Therefore, how can I give up certainty and accept your doubtful notions instead, and how can I abandon that which is clearly visible and adopt doubtful constructs, the falsehood of which has been disclosed to me by God, just as the falsehood of Jewish traditions was disclosed to Hazrat Isa, and to the Holy Prophet may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Hence, how can I disregard that clear insight which has been bestowed upon me and is accompanied by mighty signs? God has made it clear to me that not all the existing traditions are authentic. Some which are consistent with the Holy Quran are authentic, while others are a little more than fabrications and their lack of authenticity became apparent. Other traditions, though authentic, were misunderstood. Had this not been the case, the promised Messiah could not have legitimately been called the Hakam, Arbiter. If it had been binding upon the promised Messiah to accept all traditions as authentic, in what sense could he legitimately be called the Hakam? Every tree is recognized by its fruit, and the status of a slave is indicated by the favors he receives from his master, and every fragrance testifies on its own behalf. Therefore, in my case, why do you show haste? Why do you exceed all limits in soiling your tongue with filth? Be patient and exercise piety. If I am not true and am instead like unto a thief and a highwayman, how long will such thievery and highway robbery manage to go on?
He who comes from God, succor from God comes rushing to him. Like humble servants, the sun and the moon are at his service. The truthful are bestowed with the light from God. Their love for the eternal friend radiates from their countenance. Because of their sympathy and concern for the people of this world, they court hardships. They are the voluntary servants who earnestly try to cover the weaknesses of this world. They care not the least for those who are arrogant and pompous. They are the monarchs of both worlds and are worried not the least by their jealous rivals. It is part of their character and conduct to surrender their heart to the Beloved. When the time comes for the test and trials, they surrender their lives for the sake of the Beloved. Here I close the list of signs and pray that God Almighty may create a large number of such souls as might benefit from them and adopt the path of truth and discard ill will and vengefulness. O my all-powerful God, hear my humble prayers and open the ears and hearts of these people. Show us the time when the worship of false deities should disappear from the world and you should be worshipped sincerely throughout the earth. May the earth be filled with your righteous servants who believe in your oneness as the ocean is filled with water and may the greatness and truth of your messenger, Muhammad Mustafa, the Chosen One, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, be established in the hearts of people. Amin. O oh, my all-powerful God, show me this change in this world and accept my prayers, for you have all power and strength. O oh, powerful God, make it so. Amin. Again, Amin. Our last prayer is that all praise belongs to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. The End After finishing this book, one more sign by way of a mubahila, and another sign in the form of a prophecy appeared. This brings the number of signs recorded here to 208. As a result, a couple of pages had to be added to the book. And this is the grace of my Lord. Certainly my Lord is the master of immense grace. To him belongs all praise in the beginning and the hereafter, and he is the master, the benevolent.